Greetings and welcome to Yes, a Stripper podcast. I am your Hopra, Gigi Holiday. Hello, everybody, and I would like to welcome my guest for this evening and for your listening and hopefully on YouTube viewing pleasure, Lottie Ellington. Welcome, Lottie. Hi. Hello. Hello. So Lottie and I have been friends uh, for a good while now. I'm not going to put a time on it because I can't remember. But Lottie and I met in Richmond, Virginia, and have not stopped being friends since. Uh, Not only are we friends, we each have our own burlesque studio. So we're sister studios. (laughs) And along with us being sister studios, we also created a group during the pandemic called the Aunt Tees. So if a lot of you have listened to my Aunt Tees tips, this is one of the people that helped me come up with the Aunt Tees tips. But most importantly, me and Lottie are shared by the same burlesque bloodline and that burlesque bloodline, meaning uh, we are in cahoots with burlesque legend, our burlesque glamma, Tony Elling. So uh, welcome, Lottie. And you know what? Let's just begin this. What is your origin story? The origins. Okay, so like my origin story or like. Lottie's backstory. Oh, you know what? I love some mystery, you mysterious Virgo, you. Give me Lottie's backstory. So, who is Lottie? Lottie Ellington. Um, Lottie's backstory is that Lottie is the product of a clandestine relationship between a very funny cocktail waitress and Sammy Davis Jr. Ooh, a very she, funny cocktail waitress in Sammy Davis Jr. Yes. She was uh, raised in Detroit by her aunt, one of Motown's style and etiquette coaches. I love this backstory. Now I wonder, Gigi Holiday does have a backstory and I should probably work on it a little bit more. I know I do. I know I do. I know I am birthed from Black Broadway. I know that Duke Ellington is probably my uncle. Like, <laughs> yeah, you got create again. We we create the the stories that that we tell. And Lottie spent grew up in Detroit and spent her summers working and volunteering at her uncle's uh, Black Panther camp for children. I love it. Come on with those programs. Mm-hmm. I love learning about the Black Panther programs. Like. <laughs> You know, you got you have to, you know. So, you know, your backstory tells people the backstory tells people who you are and informs you as a as a persona and as a character. So anybody who hears that knows off the bat I'm a person of color. They know that I'm definitely political or um and revolutionary, that I'm a Detroiter, uh, that I will have a very classic style. Um, a and and be a a respectable proper young lady, um, having grown up around the Motown era and those Motown coaches of style and etiquette. You just brought up a very good thing: the Motown coaches of style and etiquette. Before we started this, uh, our lovely production team was saying that Gigi looked very put together, and I was just like, 
Brenda, and if everyone in me talks about Brenda, it's my mother. Brenda definitely is of that Motown era and believes that you should look a certain way every time you leave the house. And I feel like that definitely leaks into not only Black culture in Black society, but also Black burlesque. Yeah, we, we, we come from, we are, we are about Black excellence and we are raised on Black excellence. And so that translates over into our burlesque. So when we show up in the burlesque world, we are still carrying the weight and the responsibility of representing Black excellence. Yes. When we show up, we are, we come, we want to show up fully fleshed out, fully put together, fully formed because we are responsible very often to represent our race in a, in a given space, which is a lot of responsibility, but right. That is why we have to, we are, we are raised that way. We are raised from a young age to say, when you go out, you are going to be representing your race. And so don't embarrass us. That don't embarrass us part. That don't embarrass us part. And it's, and I know that I have felt that way in producing of just like, my name is on this. Don't embarrass me. Also in delivering a burlesque school and burlesque class, I'm putting you out there. Don't you embarrass me. My name is attached to this. It makes sense now. It really does. And while, you know, you and I always have conversations about black excellence and we'll definitely get into that. But like, it makes sense now of just like, you will not embarrass me. You will not do this. And, you know, I appreciate our black mamas for that. I get it because being a black woman in this world, being a black queer woman in this world, being a black indigenous queer woman in this world, along with being a performer is like, think about all the P's and Q's that we have to, to be on. Yeah. yeah, It's a lot of, it's a lot of pressure and it, while it's, it's an amazing thing to, you know, to kind of, on the one hand, it's an amazing thing to walk through life and to go through life constantly striving for excellence. It also is detrimental because we do not have the luxury of being an individual. Correct. We are constantly, we are a monolith and we are constantly striving to hold the to hold the weight of an entire culture and entire peoples on our shoulders, wherever we go. God dang. I don't even know what to say after that, because that is the hard part. Like we're not a monolith. We're all unique and individual, but society constantly put us lumps us in this thing. And we're just like, no, can I be the black quirky girl? And they're like, no, you're the black hood rat. And we're just like, no, you know, and even in your court, even in being like the black quirky girl or the, you know, the black auntie or the black, you are still, you want to be you, 
But even in that, if being you is embarrassing to the community, then you can't be that. Ooh. That is one of the, you know, one of the big things that's going on right now. We're having a huge debate right now in the community about then these respectability politics and how people are currently trying to put pit the LGBTQ community against the cisgender heterosexual black community as if one cancels out the other. And so the black community is supposed to be upset with the LGBTQ community, but we're negating the fact that so many of us are LGBTQ, but because that is a embarrassing identity, we often have to put it to the side. We have to hide it. We have to go into our, you know, go into our closet or into our shadows so that we can represent blackness well. And in representing blackness, that means we have to negate our queerness. We have to negate our our trans we have to negate the, those parts of us that we have to don't, negate our womanhood yes those parts of us that don't fit the narrative of respectable of being respectable and black right who lottie you just said a boatload right there like my mouth is just like oh, with all of that because like and then also my adhd is like so many things we gotta say right now um, because I always think about the feminist movement and how black women were left out of the feminist movement. We really weren't in it. And it's because the feminist movement happened at the same time as the civil rights movement. So while white women did not have the choice of the two, they only had one that was feminism. Black women, we were stuck at a crossroads of do I choose feminism or do I choose civil rights? And majority of us chose civil rights. The feminism will come later because we love our black man. We love this and we want to support them. And we believe, you know, in my blackness, it's one of those things. Like I have said to people, like I am black before I am this. You will see me always as black. Even when we talk about our trans community, you're going to say black trans. If they are trans, you're going to automatically say black first. So I'm black first. I know I told a friend once and, you know, one of my white friends politely told her. Um, and if I haven't told her, I probably said it in my head and waiting for the day to say it. But she was just like, you know, I'm a sex worker first. And I wanted to go, no. You're a white woman first. They will always see you as a white woman first. But they'll see me as just black. Even with, and I know you and I have the same problem too. Like we're both indigenous as well. And every, every we look very visibly black. And everyone's just like, you're not indigenous. And we're like, yes, yes. we are. We're there. Like, we're, we're, we're here. We exist. <laughs> we exist. And, you know, I, we, me and you always talk about being Afro-Indigenous and what that means and how people negate that. And you're right. And it sucks that even in our Black community right now, they want us to negate the queerness. And we're just like, no, baby, no. Don't, don't be that because that's, that's separating us. Don't separate yourself from, from Black. You know, if, if you're queer, then you're, you know, if you, you're, you either have to be Black or queer because you can't. You know, because if you if they just trying to separate us, it's just 
Burn it all down. All of it. Burn it all down. Burn it all down. So with that knowledge and that wisdom, such great wisdom, how do you share that knowledge and that wisdom that you have? It's a challenge. Um, It is a challenge. I try to do what I can with my students um, through the school. Um, I try to. And that's Ellington Academy. Yes. 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 Ellington Academy. Yes. The technically the second HBCU for burlesque. Because Studio Holiday is the first burlesque HBCU. You mean my 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 burlesque school is the first HBCU? <laughs> yes, established in. <laughs> I can't even remember. I think it was like 2014. I don't even know. But I guess <laughs> whenever BB Bardo started, whenever that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and this is the line of burlesque HBCUs. Okay. After us, I feel like, I feel like, okay, we I think we're getting there, but we're getting um, there. yeah, I try to talk to, you know, talk to my students. I try to again, talk to friends. Again, we have these conversations. Um, if net, you know, if necessary, you know, and then I may, I'm, I'm able to follow a lot of people so I can, you know, if I see a post that's poignant or um, someone has something that's important to say, then I will definitely pass you know try to pass that information on so you do what you can not everyone wants to hear it not everyone is ready to hear it and so you find the pockets that are prepared and you talk to them about it and those that aren't prepared will go do something else anyway they'll keep scrolling they'll you know they'll pass the video they'll not pay you know they'll they'll do something else and that is that is also fine but um yeah, again, it's those conversations that we have, those conversations at Burlicon, those conversations we have when we have an all-Black cast. That's how we kind of get a lot of the those feelings, but also that information um, and that knowledge gets passed in those mediums in place because we're, at that point, we're in places where we can have those conversations right. that we can't have in other places because we are, again under the white gaze at that point. And so now mm. we are back on our P's and Q's. We are back in, in performance mode. That's the thing about being back in performance mode. I know, I know every burlesque community has their pockets of issues, their pockets of conflict, but it seems like the... <laughs> Not the eyes crossing over, baby. But with the pockets of, of conflict, you know, you and I have been in various circles of pockets of conflict. Um, as, a, as a Black burlesque performer, how do you navigate that? <laughs> the first job, un, un, numero uno, job number one is is as I always say, first, keep your eyes on your own paper. Yes. That is a Lottieism that I stick with me at all times. Repeat that again for our listening and viewing audience. Keep your eyes on your own paper. 
really simple. When things are going on in your local scene, you have to make a choice. Is this something that I need to engage with? Mm. If I engage with this, is it going to move the conversation forward? Is it going to move the community forward? If my engaging with this is just for my own entertainment or because this person has irked me and I want to pile on, then you are not keeping your eyes on your own paper. Keeping your eyes on your own paper is I see what's going on, but is this going to affect, how does this affect my paper? Mm-hmm. And if this is going to affect my paper, either short term or long term, then I may, then I have to make a decision about whether or not I'm going to engage with it. And sometimes it's things that's like, you know what? That's not my business. I'm on my, my, you know, keep my eyes on my own paper. And other times it's, that is going to affect me. That is going to affect my community. That is going to negatively affect the community. So your things that you don't, things that you mind your own business, you know, things that you keep your eyes on your own paper, um, interpersonal drama, she said, she said, um, jealousy, envy. Those are things, all right, you have an interpersonal stuff, that's that's you. Um, predators, racist behavior, anti-blackness, homophobia, transphobia, mm-hmm. ableism. So all of the all of the isms, ageism, all the bad stuff. <laughs> All of the things, anything that falls under the grand umbrella of anti-racist, which again is acknowledging all forms of oppression, that is something that you should look up from your paper and speak on. Agreed. Because you are either actively anti-racist or you are racist. Oh, There is no gray. There is no gray. You don't have, there is no gray area. I am either actively fighting to stop and to prevent racism or i am complicit in racism which means i am racist because only a racist can be comfortable with being complicit in racism speak on it speak on it i i I love how people think that black lives matter was a trend like it was a tick tock trend that you could dance to it and jive to it and get thousands and millions of views on it they think it was a trend and you said it best either you're anti-racist or you're racist there was a tiktok today we are both tiktokers we love tiktok there oh, i was so going to get to that soon how you and i are tiktok famous absolutely amazing information and gather and on on TikTok. There's a lot of dumb shit, but again, if you keep your eyes on your own paper, you can scroll past the dumb shit. You don't have to engage in it. But the TikToker said, and I'm gonna stop. I'm, I'm gonna go back and find it, and I'll send it to you. That the difference between, I think that's the one that I sent you. The difference between like the white, you know, feminist movement and like BLM was for a lot of white people. The goal is not to be released or freed from their oppressors. The goal is to be identified 
and assimilated into their pressures. Yep. And so that's why you can be performatively Black Lives Matter and and a performative ally, because the idea for you is how do we make it so that you can be like us? Not how do we help you become free from us so that you can do have your own, you know, self-determination and manifest your own destiny. But how can we make it so that you're like us? Because that's all we want. We want our, we want to be like our oppressors. We want to have the power to do what white men do. I don't want the power to do what a white man does. But that is, and so that's that, that crux of identifying with, you know, of, of, do you want to be free from your oppressor? Or do you want to identify with your oppressor and be seen as equal to your oppressor? Yeah. Yeah. Those are the choices. And that's where we, that's where, and, and while I wish there was in there, there are, there are a lot of things in this world that are nuanced. Oppression is not one of them. Mm. Racism is not one of them. Yes. Like there aren't shades of gray in there. It, 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 it's one of those things that either is or isn't. Is there, there is a, there is a spectrum, a, a beautiful spectrum of gender. There's a beautiful spectrum of gender expression. There is a beautiful spectrum of neurodivergency. There is not a beautiful spectrum of racism. Who, who, we, who, okay. I know one time I, and I tell a lot of people that when they say like, they're slightly racist, I was like, no, there is no slightly they are. You, you, there is no slightly they are. That's I would like period. for people to have the same energy, the same energy that folks have with saying the gender is a fact and it is or isn't your, your binary. Racism is a binary thing. Mm. Racism is binary. Yes. And yet people stretch their selves, turn their selves and do all types of mental gymnastics and mental yoga to find the shades and the nuances around the racism. It's not really like that. It's not really what you thought. I didn't mean it that way. That wasn't my intent and my intention. But when you say that gender is a spectrum and that there are many different expressions along that, then folks are like, no, it's just one thing. It's, it's either or. How is it that your, your uncle, your auntie can be sort of racist, and but not really racist? I mean, they voted for Trump, but they only voted for Trump because of his policies on the border. And the border thing isn't racist. That's just security. You've got all these knots that you can turn yourself into for these shades. But you can't find the shades and the in-betweens of they, them. That blows my mind that, you know, I'm speechless again. Because my brain is just like so many great points. I need to tackle all of these right now. But I'm trying to get my mouth to focus on one thing. And that one thing being is just like, it's, it's frustrating. You know, I, I have to explain all the time that like, how should I put it? The BIPOCs 
of this world now, especially the black woman of this world, we're no longer taking your crumbs. We now want answers. We want, we don't want your suggestions. We want solutions. We want your accountability. That's what's missing. The lack of accountability. And it's just, you know, if I would like for our, you know, I would like for the white women to speak up because I'm tired of speaking up. My voice is hoarse. I am tired. Lottie, I know your voice is hoarse and you are tired. (laughs) We talk about this all the time. We talk about it. My voice is hoarse. It is tired. Someone else take the microphone, please. Someone else speak about this. Because in, again, your silence is, silence is loud. Silence is, is deafening. Mm. And ultimately what happens is when you don't, when, when white women don't speak up, then it is whatever the issue is, is seen as a BIPOC issue. It's a BIPOC problem. It's It's a society problem. It's the black and the brown people causing problems. It's, but it's a society as a whole problem. You know, we talk about this a lot with, burlesque is just like how can you turn a blind eye to this i i just did an interview recently and i even said like burlesque is inherently black because purits and white women they know these dance moves (laughs) (laughs) they wasn't twerking for jesus they weren't dancing at all first. They weren't dancing at all. But when we do look at our sister and who were dancing, they had something sort of on the lines of this. Yes, come on with that hand clap. Come on, give me that clap. Come on, give me that clap. That's a good clap. And then we and then they promenade through the circle. And then they come together and they link hands but only for a second because too long would be sinful oh gosh puritan history everyone don't get (laughs) so glad that 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 whole (laughs) tudor era was a whole ass mess it was a whole ass mess it was a whole ass speaking of like oh my gosh just the eras of dance I would love for us to gush oh. and love up on Tony Elling, Mama oh. Tony oh. Elling, who literally taught us a different type of respectability. Oh. <laughs> the parade, the pose, and the peel. Okay, I'll say her 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 definition of respectability is fluid, as we know. Very fluid. It's it's more fluid nowadays than what's before. Yes. Oh, she has said some things that I'm just like, ma'am, like what, ma'am, can you tell me how you ended up befriending? Like you are literally friends with mama Tony. Like I'm, I feel like I'm just a little, the little granddaughter that shows up there to fuck shit up and, and give mama candy when I know I'm not supposed to give her candy, but I give it to her anyway. she can have whatever she wants she can she can she literally can i think i asked her one day she want me to roll her a j or something what you want you want some weed (laughs) at this point yeah because right now she's in the nursing home she can't have a cigarette she'll take whatever you give her 
Like she's, I need the audience to understand the mama Tony Elling is 93 years young. 93. She was best friends with Duke Ellington. Friends with Sammy Davis Jr. Joe Lewis. Uh, I always say Marista Hardegay's daddy. Olivia Benson's daddy. Uh, <laughs> who was Detective Benson's daddy? Hardegay. That's all I know is the name. Yeah, that dude. Whoever her daddy is. Yeah, the dude. Uh, she also was friends with what was it? Aretha, we just found out Aretha Franklin's ex-husband. Yes. So how did you end up connecting with this beautiful, beautiful angel? Well, um, it started with it started with my name. Um, I picked my name. Um, I chose my name because um, I'm from Detroit. And I was doing my research trying to figure out what is my burlesque name going to be and, you know. How do I make this again reflective of of who I am? And so I did. I read an article that in the Metro Times Dispatch that Sparkly Devil wrote, where she had done a like a whole spread on Mama Tony and Lottie the Body. And so I took their names. I took Tony Elling, put it back, put Tony Elling back in the correct order, which gave you Ellington. And then I took Lottie's first name. Mm. And so I have Lottie and Ellington to represent for me that connection that I have as a black burlesque performer from Detroit because they are both from Detroit. Right. We only, I think there is only two burlesque legends from Detroit and it's, Lottie the Body, who just passed away, what was it, last year? Last year. Last year, um, who I had the pleasure of meeting and hanging out with. And when I say that woman is a pistol, she's a pistol, okay? She's a pistol. I love her. Love, like, she every, she meant everything to me. Um, and then you have Tony Elling. And, like, what... I know I'm probably pinging on something right now that is definitely happening and in the temperature of burlesque and Michigan burlesque, but baby, Michigan burlesque started black as fuck. Michigan burlesque. It started in the black bottom. Like, remember when I had to call you about that, about learning about the black bottom? I took you through it. You drove through it. We we drove through it. We drove through the black bottom and how I discovered the black bottom was a documentary. You know, I love watching documentaries about drug dealers. Like, I got to know, like, how'd you do it? How'd you do it, player? How'd you, how'd you do this? But we all know the biggest drug dealer of the world was Ronald Reagan. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> You're going to get us put off of YouTube. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. But, <laughs> but we, and I learned about that. Like the, and they said that there were dancers at this nightclub in the Black Bottom. And on top of that, at the same time, B.D. Bardot, who is a shake dancer historian, was talking about a dance that Beyonce does, a shake dancer dance called the Black Bottom. Again, Burlesque in Michigan started black (laughs) and will stay black. We're going to keep it. I I tell my mantra at this point for uh, Arlington Academy is um, I'm trying to make uh, Detroit burlesque as black as eight mile. Actually, it's black as seven miles. 
Seven Mile. Yeah, that's even deeper into the hood. That's, yeah, it that's is. Over I'm, where I'm I am. glad we drove through Seven Mile. Yeah. I'm glad we did. It was a quick drive. You know what I mean? I know you was like, and it's a seven mile. Girl, let's go. <laughs> like, all right. Skirt. But and we're out. So with you getting your name, when when did you officially meet Tony Elling? I met okay, so I officially met her in Detroit, face to face in Detroit at a show at the at the TV lounge, um, which is a club that's actually across from the Motor City Casino. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a all-black burlesque show that was being put on by um, IBP, IBBP, which was the International Black Burlesque Performer Production. I remember that, yes. And so she was doing a show, and I was booked for the show, and I came down. It was um, myself, um, uh, uh, Dolly Marquette, um, Stocky Fever, mm, yes, um, Charlotte, um, and a new performer, um, uh, Rose Chocolate, who, um, yeah. So it was it was and and Bullet Bitch. Ooh, dang, those are like old school heavy hitters. I need you to write these names down for me so that we can give them to our other Black Burlesque story. Like, I know I keep mentioning B.B. Bardo's name on here. But yeah. Because that is your niece, my burlesque daughter. Yeah. And we funnel a lot of history to her. her to hold on to. <laughs> so that was the first Black, all Black Burlesque show that I've been in. And what happened was before then... I was a brand new burlesque girl, super excited. Life is great. Doing my thug fizzle, Instagramming, following the people. And um, I follow Vagina, um, Vagina Jenkins. Vagina Jenkins. And Vagina Jenkins gave me the, that, what was, I can't remember the name of it, but it was the, it's the talk that you, it was basically that talk that you get. Um, uh Michael Jordan's mother gave it to his wife that talk about, you know, like just to kind of like let you know, like the check talk, like, let me tell you something. Yeah. And so vagina was like, listen, you have names that don't belong to you and you have you cleared them. And I'm like, I can't find Mama Tony. I don't know where she, I don't know where Tony Allen is. I can't find her. I'm writing Sparkly Devil and she's not responding. I didn't know the Sparkly Head stopped working for the Richmond Times Dispatch. So I'm using mm. the email there. I'm calling, the, you know, I'm using the phone number. I'm calling the office. I'm like, hey, so I'm you were utilizing contact. your resources. You just couldn't get through. I couldn't get through. I couldn't figure out how to get there. And uh, vagina, and so Vagina was like, I have Tony's email. You need to email her. And so I emailed with all of the, I emailed and went, I went interested in a, Gigi will get this. Anybody who went to black college, I went, I went black college rush level humbleness. Yes. That level of humble is where I was, where I came with, I came with, um, with the, with the utmost of humility and, and respect of, you know, I, I humbly apologize for Uh any, overstep that I have may have. It's a very Baptist apology, isn't it? It's a very, yes, yes. I come to you 
knees bent and prostrate. <laughs> yes, it is a very, I realize like when, even when I mess up on something, I go, my sincere apologies. I, it's a very Baptist, very Southern oh, way. Yes. And okay. Okay. And I know so Mama she emailed me. Um, I emailed her. She emailed me back. Um, I think we had a conversation on the phone once and she said, I'm going to send you, send me your email. I mean, send me your address. I'm going to send you a picture. And she sent me, she autographed a picture and she mailed it to me in Virginia. And I have it put, like I posted it that when I came and every year around that time, when that picture shows up, I repost it. Like this was me screaming like a 12 year old girl that I got a picture from my mom from Mama Tony. And so then fast forward, maybe about six months, maybe six months. I do the show. She's um, they bring her to the show. Um, because they're doing a documentary about the show at that time. And so they talk to her and they interview all of us. I would love to know what happened to the documentary, but so I did the documentary. That's another conversation. You know how I feel about our black or less documentaries. I'm a, I'm, I, I do have a contact on that. So I'll, I need to get back on that and just find out. And so we did the show. We did the show. We, you know, they talked to everyone. And after, after the show was over, I, came and I put my my dressing gown like after I finished performing I came and I had a dressing gown that I put on so I could kind of move around throughout you know through the club and everything and she um and I came and sat down next to her and she says I like you you got your head on straight I was like why thank you (laughs) I love that and what's interesting is that not even interesting that it's so true Cause even when I first met her and she saw me perform, she said, you are a firecracker. And then I think about every time you and I are with her, you're the one with the head on your shoulders. And I'm the one that's like, no, we got to do this. We got to do that. Ah! I am yeah, very much. You get, you're the little, you're the little cousin that comes that, you know, <laughs> you're the grandbaby that comes and you're and she, again, she tells you stuff that she never tells. She, I've heard um, just about any story she's got from stories about burlesque to her childhood to, to her as an adult, her family stories. And she comes, you come, come in town and she telling you stuff. I didn't know. I, what? It's not only that, but when we celebrated her birthday on Zoom during the pandemic and all these people were in the Zoom room trying to speak to her and she literally just kept talking to me and you were just yeah. like, Gigi, you got to go because if you don't go, <laughs> she is not going to pay attention She's to She's going else. to ignore everyone and talk to you. They are going to be very upset and in their feelings <laughs> about why it is that Mama Tony didn't say, didn't, didn't talk to them. So and it's, just, it's a lot of, it's a lot, it's been a lot of wrangling of making, trying to do my best on my end to make sure that as many people as possible have access to her. Yeah. And that means that, and I think what some people don't grasp is that what that means on this end, they mm-hmm. see, oh yeah, you know, you know, Mama Tony got to see this person. Mama Tony had probably, you know, saw that person. Mama Tony talked to this person. What I think kind of gets lost in translation is that Mama Tony is 90 something years, you know, it, that's, it has, since I've been back, has been ni- in her 90s since I've been back. And, you know, Zoom and 
Facebook and email, these are all things that she's not well versed in. So, oh, I sent, you know, I sent Mama Tony an email and she never, you know, never responded. I'm like, okay, give me, give me the next time I go over, I'll check her emails for her because she can't, she, right now she's not able to just get into that email the way that she'd like to. Um, when, before she went into, before she went to nursing home, it was, you know, I would pop on and say, Hey, this is, you know, I'm on Mama Tony's email. I'm on Mama Tony's Facebook. I'm just letting, you know, this is Lottie, but she says hello, or I'm with Mama. She says hello and go through and do those things and sort of be like that conduit so that people have access to her. Yeah. But again, it's not a situation of where it's just happening. And it's, it's a lot of work. It's me having to go there. It's me having to, you know, the time it was me having to go to the house. It's me having to, you know, navigate her family, you know, her family and her, how, you know, her family situation to be able to, for me to have access to her so that I can then gift that to the burlesque community. Right. And, and it's not ain't easy. Yeah. And I am for one, very thankful for that. If it wasn't for you and, uh, Mama Tony's other grandbaby, uh, Dainty Dandridge. Yes. Both of y'all were just like, here's Mama Tony Elling. You're from DC. She talks about Duke Ellington. She talked, this is now yours. And I was like, what do you mean? What's going on here? And because she, I mean, she would be at Beehoff. You would, you, you had her. Yeah, we, were, we would be at Beehoff and, and Burley Con. And she would literally, the, I still remember there were times that people would tell me that she would be at Beehoff and wake up. And first thing she would say is, where's Gigi? Ma'am, you looking for me? First thing when you wake up. Yeah. And I realized it was coffee. I give her her coffee. <laughs> you know, and you know how she is about her coffee. And I know how she is about her coffee. I know how things have to be. I, but can we just relish in the stories that Mama Tony tells us about I, what it was like to be a black stripper back in the day? Oh yes, all of the the, the tales, the clubs, the club owners, the girls, the acts. Um, again, we, when we I talked to when I talked to her with uh, with G's, and she told us the chicken. She told me the chicken story years ago. And oh. I was like, wow, that's crazy. But and then it kind of went out of my mind. Like, okay, yeah, mama, the chicken story. And then she told, when she told G's the chicken story and G's went and actually looked it back up and I was like, that's right. I forgot she told me about the chicken story. The chicken story. So she has so many stories that are crazy and amazing. Um, and she has, an, a, she has a beautiful way of telling the stories. Yes almost in a matter of fact sort of way. So it's not, it's different than having someone, She it's not a name dropping situation. It's, mm. this is my story. This is what happened. Oh, and by the way, the person that I was interacting with in this story was Sammy Davis Jr. The person right. that I was interacting with in this story was James Baldwin. The person yeah. I was interacting with in the story was uh, I know one time Frank it was, Sinatra. Yeah, one, Frank Sinatra. I remember she told me, "Oh, you know, you know, Frank is my boy. Frank is my boy. Frank Sinatra. I get it. He's he's my boy." But when she told me how she met him, 
I was just like, oh my God, you did it the same way that I would have back in the day. I would have taken no for an answer. You would have let me see him. Like, who am I? Like, no, you don't know who I am. Like, you better recognize. You better recognize. But you're right. She (laughs) she tells these stories as a matter of fact of just like, yeah, and you know, me and Joe, you know, Joe Lewis. Like, it would be like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, yeah, that was, that's the way she has. I mean, she is an amazing storyteller. Um, I'm lucky enough to have gotten, before she went into nursing home, gotten a lot of her stories recorded. Mm-hmm. I was also lucky enough to, for her to have found the manuscript of her, that she has started on of her life story and have that also recorded. And I passed that information on to um, BB. So and we, we did we, a lot. Yeah. And I know we've we have so, a few recordings ourselves. Yes, we have. And, you know, we've done so much. And at this point, you know, I want to do as much as I can to help preserve her legacy and to, you know, make sure that people know who she is and what she's done. And it's. It's hard now. Mm-hmm. It is hard because she is she's she's in and out of of this realm she's time traveling it's um it's when i see her now it's a question of where you know when is she yeah and so that makes hearing this it doesn't change the 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 joy from hearing the stories but it makes it harder because now we can't as easily we can't as as easily record the stories because she's in nursing home and because while the stories are very vivid and she's got them right there, it's beginning. I don't want it. I don't ever want it to feel or seem unethical. Correct. Correct. And so at this point it's more, I get to enjoy her stories and just kind of talk to her and listen to the stories. But I think at this point, for recording purposes, I think we've done about as much as we're going to be able to do. I, I humbly agree. Cause I'm not going to lie. I definitely do listen to those recordings every so often because, you know, now that I've moved and I hadn't been able to be with mama Tony, like I had been in, in the past, I need to hear her voice. I need to. And that's, I feel like, yes, we got information from there and you, I, and the other people that she spoke to, we have, like, we can all combine and go, she said this, right? Yes. Okay. But just hearing her voice is a whole different beast, you know, and trust, I, I cherish all the photos that you and I have taken with her, (laughs) all the things she says about us. You know, I still think one of my favorite stories is what it was like for her first performance. And she said, what did she call herself? A fallen woman. That's what they used to call hoes back then. A <laughs> fallen woman. Fallen woman. And yes, we were like, one. are we fallen women, bitch? <laughs> am, am I fallen? Am I fallen? Am I a fallen woman? Am I, a fallen? Am I the villain? <laughs> yes. Am I the fallen? Am I the fallen? I but I, I love, fallen. I love that. Um, Speaking of like, I guess we're going off of TikTok sounds, but also uh, you and I were so happy to have Mama Tony featured in TikTok. (laughs) All because of Chloe Bailey. 
Chloe Bailey saying, um, feeling good, feeling good. And, uh, the TikToker Henny on the talk, they, um, they said that Chloe brought back burlesque and I stitched something, you know, if you understand TikToks, I stitched something that said, I'm glad you brought that up because people think that burlesque, especially black burlesque began and ended with Josephine Baker. And that's not the case. Tony Elling. And then next thing you know, that went viral and everyone was just like, who is Tony Elling? And you and I were already on TikTok having a good old time. And then that happened. It was, it was definitely that TikTok sound. Oh Lord. Yes. So we touched earlier about TikTok and how you can gather information and scroll through it. Um, what are some of your joys on TikTok? Because you and I, our TikTok stuff, like, while we like the same things, I see how we diverge off. Like, you're on crochet TikTok. Yes, I'm on crochet TikTok. I'm on kink talk. I'm on neurodivergent talk. Um, I'm on a little bit of, like, the, the pets and dog talk. Um, Are you on stripper talk? Ed. I know I'm on stripper talk. I'm not, I, I get a little bit for stripper talk, but not as much. Um of course, you know, I get my LGBTQ talk, I get my political, but I, I also do like my, my anti-racist kind of political TikTok because again, that's where my interest. And again, I will, I challenge anyone who says, oh my God, TikTok is a mess and it's so crazy and it's so, and it's so toxic. If your feed, if your FY, if, if your FYP is toxic, you're toxic. Oh, Bingo, bango. If your I mean, FYP on, is toxic, you're toxic. Because I don't get any of that. I right. get spiritual TikTok. I get black witch talk. I get cosplay TikTok. I get burlesque TikTok. So when I'm on it, I get, that's what comes to me because that's what I engage with. And that's what the algorithm says I want to see. And that's the paper that you keep your eyes on. And that's the paper that I keep my eyes on. And if I... You know, every once in a blue moon when TikTok has little glitches, um, it'll send something weird my way. And then I'm just like, oh, absolutely not. Uh, cop top. Oh, absolutely. Listen, not. one time I had a post that ended up on cop, like, you know, something came up my For You page and it ended up on cop talk. And I remember going, uh-uh, we A-cabbing this bitch. Fuck 12, the fuck? <laughs> That's where we are. And so... What you have, you know, gay, you know, again, gay TikTok, LGBTQ TikTok, um, thirst trap, you know, you get, you know, again, it's a whole, you fall down the rabbit hole, Marvel TikTok. So, I mean, I get those things. And again, it is. Let's not talk about Marvel TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Listen, one of us has a connection to Marvel and the other one witnessed separately, but not in real time. Yes. She's a Disney prince. Disney princesses are black, are black. She's gonna be black today. She gonna be black, black today. today. Oh my god. I love how you and I also communicate through TikTok sounds. Um, we do. We can we that is our that is our, our our special love language. We speak to each other through TikToks. We will I see a TikTok and I was like, that's a Gigi TikTok. And you send me a TikTok. And 
what's funny is oftentimes we'll send each other a TikTok and I'll send Gigi a TikTok and she's Gigi you send me a TikTok that I already liked. Yes, or I or you send me one that I already liked. And so then it's like, okay, yeah, because we're on the same page. And I like I look at it and I'll be like, oh wait, I want to like oh I already liked it. Okay, I the saw this. The TikTok already. that I like right now, the TikTok sound that I like right now, and I really want white women to stop using it. I really want non-black POCs to stop using it. Is that I need some money. The fuck I look like I'm gonna do with two hundred dollars. What's not clicking, Steven? <laughs> Yeah, that one is, that one's, it's, it's a great one, but I'm like, I already know what's going to happen. It's going to be gentrified. It's going to be trendified. It has been, and it has been. And the reason I like it though, is I don't like that they're doing that, but the reason I like it's because that's what I want to send every time someone requests me on gig salad. I need some money, guy. <laughs> We're going to have to, I think like at like some point in time, there's going to have to be a long discussion about Somebody like we're gonna have to as again black burlesque. We're gonna have to have like a, a, a little bi- little bipoc meeting about gig salad and who what's working and what's not working because I get some of the randomest things on on gig salad and I'm like a baby shower. Mm. I'm a baby. You shower. want me? You want you want to you want to like you do know that this is this these ain't. These ain't pray. I mean, these 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 could be praise fans. I but feel these a ain't bit, praise fans. Yeah, I feel very Yo. uncomfortable when I'm not gonna lie, and it goes with the respectability politics, where there are a certain older black people with money. That let me just say that older black people with money. I'm a little nervous to respond and show up. I have actually done a show. And I started to take on my, but it was like, no, 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 no. I said, you hired me, baby. Did you not see my videos? Right. And so, yeah, the, we do need it. That, that is a conversation for uh, the BIPOC community of just like, we needed to discuss to these gig salad fees. At, because at, 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 at Bur- We have to do it like at Burley Con for our, our BIPOC meeting. Like, we're going to need to talk about what's going on with gig salad. Like, how do we... Who's navigating that properly? Because I know that there's some people that are doing amazing stuff on Gig Salad, but uh, I'm 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 if I get another teenager's birthday party, I'm gonna like I'm gonna throw the whole Gig Salad. You know what I get requested a lot? Music videos to twerk. (laughs) I don't get those. I I get those, and I'm like, how did you know? How did you know? How did you know? I, I've always wanted to be a video vixen, but not like this, Jesus. Not like this. Not like, not like this. And I get, you know, but trust, if there's a stripper that is rapping and she's asking me to twerk, yes, I'll do it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I will admit, I my TikTok's a little weird. Yes, I'm on animal TikTok. I'm also on like makeup silly songs TikTok. I don't know why. It's a bad one. I mean, it's, it's not a bad, bad one. Um, but I do love stripper TikTok or accountant TikTok. Accountant TikTok. Because yes. that's what you say on TikTok when you are a sex worker. You are an accountant. Yes. I love accountant TikTok. That's a I'm great one. That's also how I mean work this for accountants. This right. This is how I also learned how to sell my panties. You know what I mean? Like, yo, that you is some shit on it, TikTok. I will tell people you can learn if you do your stuff right. You can learn on TikTok. I don't know why. You can learn on TikTok. 
you can you can do again your fyp is reflective of you yes what you're into and what you're interested in if you are not interested if you are interested in in selling and in, in, in getting a side hustle and selling your panties then that's what'll show up if you are interested in seeing people be racist then that's what you'll see that's what you, you right. are interested in seeing drama and and folks arguing with each other then that's what you will see because you're going to interact with it it's going to time it. it's going to i mean it's, they've got it down to, it's, it's legit a science they've got it down to assignments the science, whatever it is that you engage with and that you spend your time looking at, that's what they're going to send you. And they're going to send and, you that and more. Right. That's why I, I love engaging what I do engage in. And when something is not what I want to engage in, I definitely do say not interested. Or I also go remove this, this person altogether from my for you page. Like I don't have time for this, but it's also TikTok is also a great way to get the news. Like, actual news you know when the insurrection was happening remember i was just like lottie going tiktok girl yeah i was on tiktok Bro, they're telling you the royal tea right now um, <laughs> what you seen on msnbc is now what we it's, it's on loop it's on a loop it's what on you see on msnbc is on a loop what you see what's on tiktok is happening like real time and remember i was telling you i was like i'm hearing stuff y'all i am hearing stuff out of my building help <laughs> but one thing that I will, I do call TikToks, and I hope you agree with me on this. TikToks are nothing but like six, 15 second to three minute PowerPoint presentations. <laughs> they have a green screen. <laughs> they will, and you know, they love that green screen. They will, they will do the, they, this, this, I think, pause to read. Pause to read. Oh my God, I love a good pause to read. Pause to read. And then I love when they come out. You see this shit? This right here? You see this? This right is here? where this is where this goofy said. <laughs> like, oh man, did you did you have to go there? But I I love that that is TikTok is our added love language. Yes. Because we already have the love language of teaching. Like we love teaching Like we we share that. We share that love language of educating. We share that love language of burlesque. We share that love language of taking care of mama Tony Elling and making sure her well-being. We also share that love of like Black Panther and Black Lives Matter and like yes. all these things of being queer. But I love that our next level of pebbling to each other because we're both neurodivergent, pebbling to each other are TikToks. Yep. That's how we won't. I mean, again, it'll be something going on, something to be going on and you're busy and I'm busy, but I'm like, oh, that's a GG. That's a Yeah. GG. Did you need to see this one? This one, oh, this one here about, you know, about the new moon or about making your moon water or this one here about. I know, drink my moon water because of you now. About change, you know, yes. We yeah, you it. told me to start drinking my moon water and you were just like, drink your moon water, drink it. So really? I have a little bit for spell work because, you know, we're witches. <laughs> we have a little bit for spell work, but majority of it, I drink it. And I say my manifestations as I drink it and I won't. The next day, I won't drink any coffee until I am done drinking my moon water. I'd rather be sleepy and ingest that energy. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, my gosh. Lottie, I don't want to take up no more of your time. We can talk here all goddamn day. Because you know what we do. We do. You know what we do. Lottie, can you tell our audience where you would like to be found? Oh, goodness. Um. <sighs> 
I am currently on the TikTok, the Instagram, and the Facebook, all under Lottie Ellington. Um, I also have my website, LottieEllington.com, which I feel like is going to be, I'll be transitioning over to simply because I don't like what face I don't, I don't I'm not feeling Facebook right now Facebook is going backwards because when we first started with the Facebook and there were like the chain letters and the like this for Jesus and you know yeah we're going back we're going, we're going back, back. and I'm like ew that's tell ew. us your favorite singer or you get five years bad luck and I'm yeah, like, I'm like, like none of these bras. None of these motherfuckers. Yeah, this is this is gross. <laughs> is Beyonce on here? Is Aretha right. on here? Thank you. So I'm beginning to feel like you know, again, and and as and as Zuck is having his own little issues with figuring out what to do with it, you know. I'm ready to, I think it's time to like transition off of it. Not to trans, not to leave the community, but I just don't feel like it's a, it's going to be, I don't feel like it's going to be around in its current form for too much longer. Agreed. I think that January 6th was a tipping point. And it, on the one hand, it showed how truly powerful this entity is, but it also showed there are some major holes and gaps. And it's going, it's, I think the reason we're going back in terms of like the content on Facebook is because they're preempting the regulation. Oh, yeah. He's, he has a monopoly. So he has to separate all three. He has to separate Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. He's having Good. problems with that. He should, I, he should, I, you know what? I like, my question is, when he lost that $7 billion, where did it go? It's in my account. <laughs> yo, let me get some of that. I'm trying to get that Katie yum yum. Let me try to get a Katie yum yum. Get you another Katie. Get a Katie yum yum. It's a Katie yum yum robe. Y'all probably wondering what's a Katie yum yum. Uh, please go look on Lottie's Instagram account and my Instagram account, and you see the big robes. Those are Katie yum yums. We they're not Catherine Delicious. We ain't got that money like that. We found a cheat code, my guy. Yes. A cheat code. So we got the Katie yum yum. And it's gorgeous. Lottie, I am so thankful that you spend time with me today in doing this. You know, like I'm telling our audience, Lottie and I can go on forever. Someone already reached out to us to have our own podcast called The Aunties. And I am really thinking. Really, we probably need to do that because we are... (laughs) Together, we are a hot mess. You throw in a little bit of Mama Tony and we could just. We we can just go on forever. But I am am so thankful that you shared your time with us today. Keep representing Detroit burlesque. Keep representing burlesque for us beautiful Black queens. And please continue to give Mama Tony my love. Um, I know I'm not going to have the opportunity to have a phone call with her. This time, because we are giving our time to our other sibling, uh, Bella Sin. Yes. yes <laughs> so I will be prepared for Mama Tony's phone call next time. Yeah, we're going to do the thing. Um, yeah, I've got, I've got to get over. I've got to see, got to go see Mama every, that's, that's what I, you know, you know, what do you do on the weekends? I, I, I go to the nursing home. You go to, we go to the nursing home. <laughs> I, go, I go hang out at the nursing home. I literally need to be phone calls. Like what I need to be doing is trolling the daggone nursing home for me, a, a you know, a sugar daddy, you know, because at that age, they can't give you worms because everything, because it don't work no more. 
You know what, Lottie? Get off of my line. Get <laughs> off of my line. Talk about old man give you worms. That's true, though. My grandmama told me that old yes. man give you worms, baby. Yeah, you don't want to. Hey, you don't want that sex with old man. Y'all would do too long, baby. Them old men give you worms, honey. Worms. But you know what? If you get them old enough, you get that check, okay? Yeah. Go ahead yes. and take that stipend. <laughs> I need mm-hmm. some money, Grandpa. Uh, the yes. fuck I'm gonna do I'm with two hundred dollars? Yes, I'm a lady. I'm a lady. Well, thank I'm a you lady. So <laughs> thank you so much, Lottie. I greatly appreciate this, and I will see you all. Well, I will chat with you all later. Take care. Bye. Bye.